I've got three verses. If you're capable or able, I'd ask that you'd stand for just a few moments. We're going to look at three verses. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. The Bible says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You may be seated. These passages, I love these three passages, and they fit so well together. And, uh, but if you would just read to the end of the chapter, I mean, it's just an amazing set of verses. <clears throat> and one of the things that I think is missing in our society today is just those two words, thank you. And often you don't even hear folks say that anymore. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rudeness in our society today, but very few thank yous that come about. And, you know, I began to think, <clears throat> you know, when things go well, we're excited. How many of you are excited when things go well, right? It's easy to say, man, thank you, Lord. Things went well today. But, man, when things go wrong, what's our spirit like? <laughs> are you thanking God when your spirit is, is down that day, when something goes wrong that day? What's your spirit like that day? Are you in the mood or in the mindset of saying, thank you, Lord, even when things go wrong? And so I want to challenge you when things are turned upside down, we're to still look to God and give thanks to the Lord. Um, I am in the midst of working on my Ford F-150. It makes Chris and Jim happy every time I tell them I have to work on that truck. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm working on this thing, and so my, my power steering uh, line, uh, it, it busted. And, and so for the last several days, I have been trying to just get these lines loose, and it's too big a story to tell. So I was laying up underneath the truck up there, and I was mad, and I was getting frustrated and everything else, and, and I said, man, Lord, this thing has just got to come apart, you know, and I wasn't thanking the Lord about it at all, and I uh, went to reach up, and uh, my back locked up, and God reminded me, shut your mouth. <laughs> I laid back down on the ground there, guys, and I went, oh, Lord, please forgive me. I should have just thanked you that I had this problem with my truck, <laughs> and uh, so my back started to ease up, so... I prayed last night, I prayed this morning with my wife that the Lord would give me an answer on how to get these power steering lines out. And it's too long a story to tell. It sounds simple. It's not as simple as you think. And, uh, and so, but it's a Ford, so I understand that. I mean, guys are trying to school me on this thing, right, Chris? And uh, so, and Aaron, same way. He's like, if I could just get you one thing, I'd get rid of that Ford truck and get you a Chevy. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so, I'm almost there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, but I'm sharing with you, I was not thankful. I was not thankful. Then I, the other day I asked Jim, I said, do you have some easy outs? And Jim had them. And then I cannot get a wrench on that easy out. I can't get a socket on. I can't get anything on it because there's no space there to get that easy out into that, into that spline and that thing. And so I, I can't get it out. And so I get frustrated again. I said, no, 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 no. I want my back to stay stable, amen? <laughs> and, uh, but I was getting frustrated, just the frustration. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Have you been there where you just get frustrated on something you're working on and you forget that even in those times, we ought to say thank you. I, I ought to thank the Lord. I got a truck to even work on, you know what I mean? And I, I stopped and I said, well, thank you for the truck. I mean, I like my truck. I mean, it, you know, vehicles have problems. You got to fix them and from time to time. And I stopped complaining. And today... <laughs> I went over and I found it, I found it, I found it what I needed <laughs> to get these things out. And in my mind, I had already worked out, guys, a tool that should be made to do this. And I'm like looking everywhere and I went to Lowe's and Menards and I went to, 
uh, AutoZone, I went to uh, O'Reilly's, I went to CarQuest, I went, none of these guys have this tool. I'm trying to explain to them what I'm doing. No, they don't make a tool like that. I went over to Ace Hardware, Mike Robbins. True value, yeah. It's not Ace, it's true, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a four. <laughs> True Value. I went over to True Value there, Mike. <laughs> I didn't go to Ace. I went to True Value. So I, I need to get my store straight too, right? Okay. So I go over to True Value and I'm walking around and I'm saying, man, there ought to be a tool made like this, right? Where you could stick a socket in the end of it and it'll hold on to one of those splines and you could turn that thing in there and get this thing out. And Mike, <laughs> there was one hanging right there on the shelf. It's beyond my pay scale, but it was hanging on the shelf. No. <laughs> but here's the thing. We can get angry or we can pray. We can thank God for the things we have or we can get upset. And you know, it's amazing how God will give you wisdom if you just slow down for a minute and thank Him. Even in tough times, He'll, he'll give you things that you can't even imagine that can happen. Dustin read the verse the other night. He'll give you abundantly above all that you ask or think. And he was talking about prayer and praying for people, right? And I believe it's applicable in a lot of areas of our lives. And we miss out because we're not willing to pray. How many would say this day was a perfect day for you today? <laughs> it's just a perfect day, man. And nothing went wrong. And it went as completely as I had planned, right? <laughs> and uh, that doesn't happen too often. Once in a while they occur, don't they? And you have an end of the day and you're like, man, this was a great day. <laughs> But there's a lot of days you wake up and it's not such a great day. So here's what I want you to think about. Have you ever stopped to consider that our plans will fail sometimes? You wake up and your plans fail. And, and we get to the place where some things just fall apart at times. But the Lord is right there just to pick up the pieces for us if we're willing to turn to him and say, thank you, Lord. And I think he's there to pick up the pieces sometimes and say, if you just depend on me and not on yourselves, I can help you out with a lot of things that you have a lot of turmoil over and you worry over and you think of those things. So here's what I want to challenge us with this thought. We have a heavenly father that we should give continual thanks to for all things. Now I heard somebody try to mince words with this verse and I'll get to that in just a moment, but <clears throat> there is an attitude of the heart that should be consistent with the Christian uh, and, and with Christian living. When I look at these three verses, there's three things that go together. Rejoice how often? Evermore. Never stop rejoicing. Number two, something we should never stop. What does it say? Pray without what? We should never stop praying. And then how often and how many and how much and whatever words you want to apply to this and how many things are we to give thanks for? Everything. So we're to constantly be rejoicing. We're to constantly be praying. And we're in a constant attitude of thanksgiving toward our Heavenly Father. Now, we would read those verses and not think that way, but that's really what God's telling us. It doesn't matter. I don't see here, he says, dependent upon the circumstances that day. Do you see that either prior to that or after that? He doesn't say dependent upon the circumstances. He doesn't say dependent on how you feel today. Because how many of us have just woken up and we just, I'm just in a bad mood. And you're not even sure why. And, and, and since I'm in a bad mood, everybody's going to pay for it, just like I am right now. And, and just different things. But nowhere in there does it say, dependent upon my feelings, my emotions, my day, what happens, my circumstances. 
uh, whether relatives came to my house that I really didn't want there for Thanksgiving or not, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? It just simply says, in everything, give what? Thanks. And so he tells us this. So I want to talk about three things. One, there should be a heart of rejoicing all the time. Then there should be a heart of prayer. And then there should be a heart of thanks. And so I want to look at these three things. When he says rejoice evermore, think about this. It's to be full of cheer. <laughs> now, if you're full of cheer, that means that there's some joy in your life, isn't it? If you're full of cheer, and he's saying how often to do this. Evermore. Don't ever stop doing this. Don't ever stop being full of cheer. And so we're to be full of cheer. Now, it's not that jumping up and down, ah, like you hear a bunch of teenage girls get together and they're all talking at the same time. Anybody ever see that? I can't even figure out what they're saying, but I know they're all excited and they're happy. They were just over at McDonald's tonight. And they're all talking at the same time. And I'm like, man, how do you even know what each other's saying? I mean, I have no idea. And they were all happy. I don't think it's that. But I think there's a calmness the happiness, to the joy, if you will. A calmly happy or well-off or be glad kind of spirit is the idea behind it. And so we spend an enormous amount of time on situations and circumstances that we cannot change, and it causes our spirit or our attitude to change, doesn't it? How many times do you sit around thinking about things you can't change? I mean, if the weather goes bad, what control do you have over the weather? And I have seen people just get furious over the weather. And they will just destroy their entire day because the weather went bad. And so you get to that attitude and that spirit that the weather's bad, so therefore I'm going to have a bad day. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about the weather. Now, you could probably pray and ask the Lord, Lord, would you take the weather away? <laughs> and the thing of it is, is we constantly worry about things we have no control over. We spend an enormous amount of time and energy on things we can't change. And we should do just the opposite. We should work on those things that we can do. And those things that we cannot change, we ought to pray about them. We ought to turn those over to the Lord. Now, the time of rejoicing is an attitude of the heart that exists even in the most difficult situations. And I think it has to do with your relationship with Christ. It doesn't have, it's not dependent on the situation or the circumstances. It's dependent upon this, this relationship that you have with God. And I don't think your circumstances, your situation ought to dictate this because I cannot find it in these passages anywhere that it says, based upon your circumstances, you're to rejoice evermore. He simply said, have this gladness, this calmness about you, have this joy in you, regardless of what's going on around you and the situation and circumstances, because you have a relationship with Christ. And I think this is really what he's driving at. And our situation or circumstances that day, uh, and whatever they would bring forth in our life, should not change us. And so I've heard so many people say, and how many of you have ever heard this? I don't want anybody controlling me. Have you ever heard anyone say that? No one's going to control me. And yet we allow what others say when situations occur, when circumstances arise, we allow that to change us and our spirit. And yet God said, no, I want you to remain in this way. Now he said rejoice evermore. That word evermore means at all times, always, <laughs> don't stop, don't cease, don't quit, keep it up. Don't leave it behind you. Keep it in front of you. That's the whole idea. And he's saying you're to have this calmness and happiness and joy in you. This is an attitude and the activity of the Christian life. So much of what happens dictates our spirit. If you really think about what I'm sharing with you tonight, and listen, I'm not standing up here telling you I'm guiltless. I'm standing up here telling you I'm a guilty guy. I get that way too. My circumstances sometimes dictate my attitude. But the Bible doesn't share that with us, does it? 
And, and what the Bible says is to rejoice evermore. So there should be this spirit of rejoicing. A joyful spirit comes only by way of rejoicing in the Lord. Now, this is more than a moment. It's a way of life for us. I don't think this is just how you feel in a moment. I think this is a way of life. Now, I'm going to show you scripturally why I just said what I said, that it's a way of life. It's not just a moment in time. So here's the thing. What are we to rejoice in? Well, we can rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, how often should you rejoice in the Lord? That means that you're not going to stop doing that, correct? So that is an attitude of the heart, isn't it? I have to maintain this kind of a spirit as a believer. I need to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. It doesn't stop. It doesn't cease. I believe we can rejoice in the gospel. He said in Philippians 1.18, What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and therein, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. He said, when Christ is preached, there's something that happens to me. What does he say? I am what? Rejoicing because the gospel is being preached. Amen? When the gospel is being preached, we ought to rejoice. And so, even in the message of the gospel, we can rejoice. I believe we can rejoice in our service. In Philippians 2.17, he said, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. And he's talking about in service to others. He said, I rejoice in my service to others. Now, hold on. We're in church tonight. And I know we don't want to rub everybody the wrong way. But sometimes serving other people can grate on your nerves. Just say amen. It's okay. Sometimes you do for others and then it bothers you. And you reach out to people and you're ministering to them and you're trying to do for them and you're trying to help them and you're trying to encourage them and they're not doing what you think they ought to be doing. <laughs> now, um, I'm the only Christian in here that's going to be truthful tonight because it bothers me sometimes when that occurs. And I'm just being flat out honest with you. You're trying to show them what the Bible says. You're trying to teach them the Word of God. You're trying to tell them what it says and what happens to you. And you're watching them go in a complete different direction. And you're saying, what is wrong with you? And we allow ourselves to get uptight in our service to others. And Paul said, hold on a minute. Now I want to ask you something. Did he have some trouble with some of these people in some of these places? <laughs> and yet he says this statement. He says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. <laughs> he said, I joy and rejoice with you all. Now, what else can we rejoice in? Well, in the Lord, in the gospel, in service, and in hope. In Romans 5, 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We're to rejoice in the hope of the glory of what? That's, that's a constant thing. He's talking about rejoice how often? Evermore, without ceasing, don't stop, keep it up. Always be have an, and have an attitude of this. We can rejoice about heaven. Amen? Are you rejoicing about heaven tonight? When I read the scriptures in Matthew 5, 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Man, we ought to be excited about that. You see, when we're doing the work of the Lord and we're serving God, and believe me, when you're serving God, you're serving people, are you not? And so sometimes those people may rub us the wrong way. And God said, you can't get a bad attitude and a bad spirit about that. You need to maintain a good spirit and you need to rejoice evermore. Amen. And so the Bible teaches us clearly what our attitude and our spirit ought to be like in this situation. And we should rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. 
Here's the other thing. We can even rejoice in temptations. You say, are you kidding me? <laughs> Here's what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Wherein ye greatly, what? Rejoice even in the midst of temptations. You say, Lord, thank you for the temptation because my strength is not of myself, it's of God. And he is what? Faithful, isn't he? God is faithful. So in the midst of my temptations, I can count on the God of heaven to help me even in the midst of that, and I can rejoice because he's there even in the midst of my temptations. I can go to my heavenly Father. Well, the other thing we can rejoice in is the resurrection. And, and when you look in the scriptures, the Bible says in John 16, 22, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. I want to tell you, there are joy robbers in this world, but we have to choose to let them have it. There are joy robbers in this world, and you have to choose to let them take it from you. You allow other people to rob you of the joy of God in your life. <laughs> it's your choice to do so. Because he promised me that I need to rejoice evermore. If I do, he tells me, here's all these things I can rejoice about. One of the things I can rejoice about is the very resurrection of our Savior. And ye now therefore have, uh, have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice in your joy. Listen to me, no man taketh from you. Here's the thing, nobody can rob, if you're saved tonight, nobody can take that away from you. Amen. Amen? So there are joy robbers out there, and they want to take away the joy of God in your life, but you make a choice, and you have to say, you know what, regardless of what happens to me, I am still saved. Heaven is my home. I'm waiting upon that resurrection of Jesus Christ in my life. He's going to raise me from the dead one day. He rose from the dead, and he promised me he was going to do the same thing for me. Here's the other thing I love. And this is the last one of <laughs> I can go on. I can rejoice in the second coming. In Revelation 19:7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. We can even rejoice in the thought of the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's amazing. So God's not left us to this miserable Christian life. And if you're a miserable Christian, stop it. God said rejoice evermore. We don't have to be miserable. We choose to be miserable. We make choices every day. And, and you choose to be miserable. But one of the joy and rejoicing is we have victory in Christ Jesus. And, and listen, we have victory over sin. We have victory in Christ Jesus. And so we can rejoice in that. We don't have to live that way. So stop to consider for a moment. Here's what happens to us. When our plans fail, what's your attitude like? When our plans fail, what's your attitude get like? <laughs> and you have to say to yourself, am I rejoicing evermore <laughs> even when my plans have failed? When, you, when, when, when things go wrong for you, what are your attitudes like? What is your spirit like when things don't go the way that you plan? When your world gets turned upside down, what's your attitude like? And yet God said in the scriptures, rejoice how often? Evermore, always having this calmness over you. So we have a heavenly Father that we should give continual thanks to for all things, and we do this through a heart of rejoicing in the Lord continually. Secondly, there is an attitude of the heart that should be consistent with Christian living, and that's an attitude of prayer. When you look at these next three words, pray without what? Don't stop praying. 
Now, I don't believe it's us wandering around mumbling all day long. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's saying there's a connection here that's a continual or an ongoing thing. And I'm always going to him. So when we look at this, a heart of prayer, the scriptures are just absolutely saturated with this stuff on the subject of prayer. And this is a place of victory. It's on our knees. It's in the presence of God. If we want victory in our Christian lives, I believe it's on our knees in prayer. It has nothing to do with just how much I've read this or how much I, I, I think that I'm good or how much of all the things that I do. or all the, I believe our victory is on our knees in prayer. And listen, if we would do that more often and talk less, we would probably be in better shape. <laughs> And if we would turn to God in our times of need. And listen, Dustin even gave a great message the other night, and he talked about praying for the unsaved and praying for the what? Saved, right? And we can do both. And the thing of it is, we have a lot to pray about, don't we? We've got 50 or so missionaries that we support on a monthly basis. We've got a lot to pray about. We've got people in this church that have physical needs and spiritual needs and financial needs and whatever the needs may be, and we can pray, can't we? And then we have our own families. We have our own situation. We have our own nation. We have our own world leaders. Uh, we have this nation that we need to pray for. There's a lot of stuff to pray about. But I share this with you. The victory comes through kneeling down and praying and really having a sincere heart toward your Heavenly Father and praying over those things. So many, I think, daily battles could actually be won in prayer. And we go out and decide to fight them instead of having some attitude or spirit of an effectual, fervent prayer toward our Heavenly Father. <laughs> and I think so many battles in our life could be won in prayer, and that's the last thing that we turn to when we're so frustrated and we don't feel like it. I just told you when I was working on that truck, and I was so upset and so frustrated, right? <laughs> and then my back started hurting, and then guess what I thought? Maybe now it's time to pray. Do you know, I think if I'd have knelt down beside that truck, because everybody's got to pray for a Ford, amen? If I'd have knelt down beside that truck and prayed before I started, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, huh? How different my day might have gone Monday, Chris. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that I'm trying to reveal some of my own heart to you that sometimes frustrations enter into every man. And we cannot allow that to stop us from praying to our Heavenly Father. We have to choose to give it over to Him. You know, John Bunyan made this statement. He said, there is nothing you can do until you have prayed. Once you've prayed, there is little you can do. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is if we have an attitude of prayer, we can really go after those things. The Lord shares simply, pray without ceasing. He's saying uninterruptedly. That is without omission. In other words, don't omit it out of your life. And when he says that, he wants us to have this continual prayer. It's not prayer that prevails without any interruption. I don't think that's what he's saying, but prayer that continues whenever possible. In other words, when I have opportunity to pray. How many of us get in the car, start the car, turn on the radio, and never pray? The radio is what takes our attention away. We don't pray. And think about in your travel times, how much travel time you have, and you say, I just don't have time to pray. And you could pray while you're in your car. You don't have to turn that radio on. Believe me, Donald Trump's still president. I laugh every morning, and I, I say this to my wife. I say, well, let's turn on Fox News and see if they've taken him out yet. And you say, why would you say that? Because that's where the next step is for the man. 
And the thing of it is, is that can I change that? No. But by watching it, is it going to do anything? No, most of the time it just riles me up. <laughs> Am I right? I just get all stirred up about it. I'm thinking, let me go down there and I'll tell them a thing or two. And it's useless. Do you know where things can change? In prayer. In prayer. <laughs> I can ask God to do things that man cannot change. Amen? And when I look at this, this, this is maintaining a continuous fellowship with God as much as possible in the midst of your daily living. This does not mean we must always be walking around, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's what he's asking of us. I, I think it's a constantly reoccurring thing, a continuously occurring thing. In other words, I have that moment I'm going to pray. How many of us do mundane things around the house that don't require a lot of full time and attention that we do? Are you with me? And I can actually do this activity or do this without anything but prayer. I could be praying while I'm doing something. And, and, and listen, I'm not knocking it. I hate doing dishes, but when I'm washing the dishes, <laughs> I don't have to think about washing the dishes. I can look down and see if it's clean or not. I don't have to think too much about washing the dishes. I just need to get it done. And so if I'm washing a dish, now I've got all you guys in trouble because I help my wife with dishes, fellas, and I empty the dishwasher, ladies. I just want you to know. So if these guys aren't doing that for you, let me know. At least once or twice a week, amen? Or if they're not washing them dishes for you, let me know. I'll have a talk with them. But here's the thing. You don't have to think so much about dishwashing. You can do it and pray at the same time. Now, I'm not saying try to sit down and read a novel and pray at the same time. It doesn't work. <laughs> but there are a lot of things we do on a daily basis that require very little of our full time and attention, and we could actually pray while we're fulfilling that duty or whatever it may be. And we can spend time praying. Now, when I share this with you, this is a conversation that's kind of never broken or like having the receiver off the hook always open. How, how many of you, I, and, and listen, I'm not trying to be crude. I call it butt dialing. You know, sometimes you have your phone in your back pocket and all of a sudden somebody's on the phone and you hear them yelling, Hey! 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 <laughs> Jim Bossy does it to me all the time. <laughs> I must be on a speed dial, but I'll be like, Jim! 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 Not Jim Lively, Jim Bossy. <laughs> and, and finally, you go, who is this? I said, it's, it's Brother Warnick. You need to hang up. I said, you've been calling me all day. And, and, and here's the thing. It's like this idea. The receiver's always off the hook. God's always listening, isn't he? He's always there to hear us. He has the phone off the hook. And here's the challenge for us. In Psalm 55, 16 and 17, that's for me, I will call upon the Lord. And the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Well, here it says at least three times a day we're talking with him, right? In morning, right? At noon, at evening, at least three times a day we're talking to him. Daniel 6, 10 through 11, Daniel, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. And prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. When it says as he did aforetime, this is something that he's always done. He didn't just start doing it when he went into captivity. This is what he did before he went into captivity. This was his attitude of his heart. And it says three times a day he was at least praying to God. And I hope that you pray at least three times a day. <laughs> and what God has told us from the Old Testament to the New Testament is pray without ceasing now, isn't it? Don't stop. Don't stop. 
And so as we look at this, I thought about this. How many of you gotten caught doing something you shouldn't be doing? Like I'm out and I got caught the other night. Emily made fudge brownies and I wasn't supposed to touch them. And those fudge brownies are out in the kitchen and they were just calling my name. Aaron, I couldn't help myself. You know what I mean? I knew what the rule was. But man, I went out in the kitchen thinking, nobody's going to catch me if I just take a little corner out, right? And I got out there, and Emily goes, are you eating those brownies? I thought, good night, man. But here's the thing. What happens is, we get caught doing a lot of things we should not. When is the last time a family member caught you praying? When is the last time you got caught praying? Now, I threw in the brownies because I'm a bad guy. <laughs> There's a lot of things we ought not be doing, and we get caught at it. But boy, how about if we get caught praying? Wouldn't that be great for your kids to catch you praying? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great for your wife to catch you praying? Wouldn't that be great for your dad to come in and see you praying? Wouldn't it be great if that's what we caught it, got caught at doing? Now, here's the thing. Our plans will fail sometimes. They'll fall apart at times. I think God's right there to pick up the pieces. And the reason that he is is because we're in constant contact with him. <laughs> and it may not come about the way that we think, but he will pick up the pieces. Now, the last thing is this. There's an attitude of the heart that should be consistent with Christian living, and that's giving thanks. If you look at verse seven or 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I could go on because the very next verse says, Quench not the Spirit. I think we quench the Spirit when we fail to thank God in everything. Did you hear what I just said? Because that goes right in line with the verse. Because he said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Quench not the Spirit. I think we quench the Spirit when we don't thank God for whatever's going on in our lives. When we get to that place where we don't have an attitude of thankfulness, this is something that's missing today, thanking anyone, and God tells us in every circumstance where to give thanks. So the two previous verses dealt with time, always and continually, always and continually. They dealt with time. When you look at this one, this verse deals with circumstances. So God dealt with how often we're supposed to be doing it, right? They dealt with the time issue always and continually, right? You look at that. Now this one says, let me tell you about your circumstances. And so the attitude of the heart again, we're getting back to regardless of the circumstances. And so, and we mentioned this already, uh, in Ephesians uh, 5.20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're to give thanks always for all things unto God. That goes in line with this verse, doesn't it? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In 520 of Ephesians, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. How many things are we to give thanks for? All things. It doesn't change. God said, your circumstances do not dictate my relationship with you. Did you hear what I just said? Your circumstances do not dictate my relationship with you. Your circumstances are set up in such a fashion that you need to come to me regardless of what's happening. Let's talk about it. You ought to be thankful you have a God who sits in the heavens who can help you with whatever you're going through. You have a God that's willing to help you. 
And so he says, give thanks in everything because he's saying, I'm there to take care of it. I'm there to help you. I'm there to walk beside you whenever you're going through it. I'll hold you up when you're at your weakest. I'll take care of you, but I need you to depend on me. And that's why I believe he said in everything, give thanks. No matter what our circumstances are, we're to give thanks. In Hebrews 13, 15, he said, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips. What does God want to hear? What is the fruit of our lips? Giving thanks to him. He wants to hear that. God wants to hear you giving him thanks. And by the way, he deserves it and more. For every ounce of energy that you have, you ought to be thanking God for it. And you ought to thank God as often as you can. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So the basis for this appeal is that God works everything together for good, doesn't he? Does not the Bible teach us that in Romans 8, 28? Does not all things work together for good? To them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So why would we thank God? Because everything, everything <laughs> works together for good when it comes to God, doesn't it? So everything comes together for good. Now, this is not just advice being given by God. It's the will of God for every one of us that are a child of God. This isn't just God's advice. He's just not saying, hey, let me make a few suggestions to you about how you ought to do these things. God's saying, you should live this way. This is how you should live. And we've got to turn our mind to that direction and live in that fashion. God's will means joy, prayer, and thanksgiving for those who are in Christ Jesus. In Revelation eleven seventeen, the Bible says, saying, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Here's the thing. He is the God that was, right? He is the God that is, and he's the God that will be for eternity. Who do you want to rely on? Yourself? And the thing is, is he's saying, I want you to depend on me. So our life should be one of gratitude and thanks unto our Savior. So here's the thing. Stop to consider how and what kind of spirit you have of gratitude toward God on a daily basis. We got Thanksgiving coming up, and most people think it's, you know, football and turkey. I mean, it's the truth, you know. And, and most people are going to spend an enormous amount of time on alcohol and money. They're going to do that. This, this coming Thursday, they're going to spend an enormous amount of money an enormous amount of time drinking alcohol, spending money on alcohol, getting together and having this woohoo party. I want to challenge you as believers. Let's have a time of thankfulness. What if you sat around the table together as a family and said, what are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful I don't have to eat your stuffing this year. I'm not, you know, somebody else made it. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay? I'm saying a heart of thankfulness one toward another. Boy, if we start that, can you imagine how contagious that could become? And being thankful one for another. And we just start spreading that kind of spirit. Stop and consider how a spirit of gratitude toward God will change your day. Think about how it will even change your view of things. Your situation may not change, but your view of the situation can change, can it? You can change the way you're looking at it. And so our Heavenly Father should receive continual thanks from His children. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Praise you tonight. I ask you to bless this evening.